Hey, Sammer. Hey, Jen. What are you listening to this week? Welcome to season three of What Are You Listening To? The weekly podcast created to foster community through music by sharing the stories behind the songs that soundtrack our lives. Some of the songs are old, some new, all good. I'm Jen Tully, and this week I'm joined by Samra Abusabi, co-host of the Super Awesome Mix podcast, host and creator of the Super Awesome You podcast, and co-founder of the Super Awesome Mix podcast network. This week, Samra and I took the assignment completely literally and are sharing the songs we've had on repeat this week. For the best listening experience, I recommend tuning into the show on Spotify. There you can hear the show with the songs we discuss incorporated. You can also find the show on Apple, Amazon Music, or wherever you stream. But if you're not listening on Spotify, be sure to give the playlist a listen and then tune into our conversation. With that, let's get started. Samer. What are you listening to this week? All right. So I've been on an EDM kick lately, and it's 100% related to the fact that I've been training for um, like a marathon. So I'm not running it this year, but I've been doing some halves and I have a half coming up in a week, actually. Um, And EDM is just like a really good like genre of music to listen to when you're running because of like the consistent beat and everything. Yep. So I've got one new one and one oldie uh, that have kind of been on repeat. <laughs> so I'll start with the new one. And it's a song called Majesty by Apache, I believe is how you pronounce it, although I could be way off. I got introduced to Apache through, um, I think it was like a workout playlist on Spotify or something, where it's like part of, you know, a bunch of different songs. And I just became obsessed with him because he introduces like a lot of classical elements. So this is quite literally like Mozart remixed, you know, in the year 2020, which I think is incredible to have like music that is hundreds of years old being like kind of repurposed and redone in a way that works. So I think really beautifully well. Um, And I just love it because like all of his music is just perfect amp up music. So I actually have a playlist now that I've perfected over this year before every one of my races in New York. It's called, you know, very aptly pre-run amp up playlist. And I will <laughs> listen to it on like the subway ride out to the race or or while I'm warming up. And it really gets me like in that headspace and gets me going. So I absolutely love this song. Um, the other fun fact that I noticed, like Apple Music will tell you what playlist this is uh, listed in. And apparently it's part of the Bengals warm up um, music as well. Like their pregame, oh. their pregame music. So I don't know how helpful that's being for them currently because they're not <laughs> doing too great. But, you know, at some point they were a great team. So, you know, I'll take it. Uh, right, right, right. <laughs> we'll see. Well, you know, please, every every eye is on the Chiefs right now and it ain't because of football. <laughs> I know. Seriously, Taylor gets her hand on everything, doesn't she? It's amazing. <laughs> She's owning football now and I really kind of love that. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. But I was not familiar with this artist, um, and I always love discovering someone new. That is one of my favorite things about doing the show. Um, and I learned that um, Apache is from Brussels, but I guess he lives in Montreal now. Um, and so I kind of I like that as well. That he's kind of this international seems like this international traveler guy, um, right. which I think is like maybe part of just like the deal. Like as soon as you become a DJ or a successful EDM artist, like you just become like an international man of mystery immediately. <laughs> but, totally. Yep. Um, 
I love that about him. And um, I, I, this song just hooked me from the beginning. That opening lyric is so awesome. Yes. I'm the shit. Use your throne as my toilet seat. I'm like, <laughs> yes, I immediately know this guy has got something to say. And this song is likely going to like pump me up like for sure. Um, and I think it has all the great elements of of a perfect EDM song, right? Like you said, like you have this really cool, like orchestral sound in the back, but then you have this very like syncopatic beat that just like keeps coming back in. I love it. I thought that this song like lyrically and musically matched perfectly. And I love the ending. I love that cool, like orchestral ending where it yeah. just kind of fades out and I can just see like you can feel the regalness of what he's singing about right and it's definitely totally. not a song about humility <laughs> no it's quite the opposite which is uh yeah it makes for a really good pre-game or pre-presentation or whatever any kind of amp up uh, playlist that you want to put this on, it'll work for you. For sure. And you know, we I'm kind of here for that confidence too. Like we joke yeah. about that a lot on the network, but you know, I wish that I had like a hype man following me around, you know, making up these <laughs> insanely like braggadocious lyrics about me, just like living my life, you know, like how I'm rocking the carpool, like no one else. Right. Like <laughs> I just Absolutely, think it's so yeah. amazing. <laughs> I know the dream and, you know, shout out to super awesome. You, um, is that we are our own hype men at some point and we can, uh, we can hype ourselves up no matter what we're doing. So songs like this definitely help, but I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah. I thought it was just so cool. And, and again, I like really nerd out over classical being introduced to a lot of, you know, like modern day music and in a way that honestly makes me appreciate the classical songs, like even more so because, like they're just kind of genius that they could still work and be so gorgeously done uh, and played like, you know, with modern music today. I, I really appreciate the genius of, of a lot of these old composers. Agreed. Yeah. And they didn't have, you know, any of the technology that no. we have now too. I mean, I think that's really like something that can stand the test of time. You know, that's really, I agree with you on that for sure. Nice. Well, you said you had a new song for us, but your second pick your, is a throwback. So tell me what your second song is. Yeah, so it's uh, Southside by Moby um, off of the, I think it's called Play and Play album, B-Sides. And so, yes, bit of a throwback, over 20 years old, I believe. Um, Moby, you know, is like an artist that like I'd, I'd heard some songs of his growing up, but then more recently kind of like got into some of his earlier work. Um, been really living like or loving like the old 90s EDM stuff too so I have like a lot of there's like Moby in there but there's also a lot of like drum and bass stuff from like Prodigy and, yep. and like all these great uh older bands that have been around for a long time but I really like Southside funny enough apparently Moby does not it's his least favorite <laughs> track off of this album oh. um but I really like it and so you know Moby don't be too hard on yourself I think you've done a <laughs> great job here but yeah what I really like about it, it's like it's poppy. It's kind of like has this like happy sound. It almost sounds like this song I really like called uh, Fast Talk by Houses. But um, it's like actually kind of a, um, you know, it's speaking lyrically about like these kids that basically are just so kind of immune to violence. You know, like there's even a line in there about how you're just like going to the south side or west side and you've got your sidearm. Like yeah. it's it's sung in this very upbeat way, but just talking about these people you know, these children, I guess, like, as, as he said, of just kind of riding around the streets, uh, I believe in Chicago with with guns in hand. So um, 
I really like that element. I love when a song kind of surprises me with like darker lyrics, but it's set in like a very happy, like upbeat thing. Cause I think there's a message there, you know, and that's really what he was probably trying to get across of just, you know, kind of the reality of a lot of people where, yeah, you're having a good day, but also like you're ready for violence. And and that's, you know, an unfortunate thing in our society. Yeah. And it, it's crazy to me. I have some of the like really similar notes on this song, but it, and it was originally released in 1999 on the play album. Um, and then as a single, which featured Gwen Stefani. So that's the version I'm most familiar with is that single version with Gwen. And it's funny that you're referencing sort of this like mid to late nineties EDM music, because that's when I was living in LA and it was really kind of coming to prominence. I've mentioned this before, I think on the episode I did with Harrison, um, where, you know, there, I had a friend that worked at Herb Magazine, URB. Um, and so I would go to shows with him sometimes too. And yeah, saw some of those early Moby shows, saw some early Chemical Brothers shows, um, nice. things like that. So yeah, this always takes me back to that time period. And this song I always thought was just like about a bunch, you know, like a group of friends going to a party. And especially maybe it's because I was living in LA, you know, your people, somebody lives in the South Bay, somebody lives right. in Hollywood, somebody lives in Silver like, you know, so you're like driving around to pick up your friends and go to this party. And that's kind of what I always thought the song was about. And like with Gwen Stefani's voice, it just made it a party song for me. And then I went back when this was on your playlist and re-listened and looked at the lyrics and did some digging. And I was like, whoa, I was kind of uh, <laughs> a little off right. base here. <laughs> um but yeah, I mean, it's like you said, according to Moby, it was all about these kids being like overstimulated and desensitized to the point mm -hmm. that nothing bothers them. And what what struck me about that was that it was 1999 when he's doing this, right? Like this right. is before euphoria. This is before we get some of the like really hard stuff. Um, and so I think that that was um, like the fact that he was kind of thinking about that back then um, is kind of amazing to me. And that's something I've been noticing a lot lately is how some of these songs that came out in the late 90s or early 2000s were really kind of like predicting some of the the hardships or some of the things that we would be feeling now. Um, and I don't know if if the artists were feeling it first because, you know, of, of, they, of the way they see the world or the way they think about things. But that's really been popping up a lot lately for me where I'm like, wow, this is something we've been talking about for a really long time. And it's still not that different right. or things haven't changed as much as I would have thought they would have changed um, totally, in some yeah. ways. Yeah, no, absolutely. Like Matt and I kind of joke about that a lot whenever we talk about music from even the 60s and 70s where I always say the joke is like, well, at least we solved it. So, you know, we don't need to be worrying about that anymore. And right. of course, <laughs> still worrying. Yeah, we're still worrying. So well, and we you are. said too that this song reminded you of a song. What song did you say it reminded you of? A band um, called Houses? Fast Talk. And I believe that it was done by Houses. Yeah. Okay. Because I wrote down here, and this is like here I'm kicking it way back. Um, but this musically always reminded me of the band Enigma. I don't even know if you even know them. Oh, was, no, I'm they not were familiar. Like, they're like monks chanting or whatever. Like they have. That's um, awesome. But, but musically, um, go back and check out Enigma if you haven't, folks. Um, they are an interesting band that was sort of like this weird subgenre in the early 90s, um, early to mid 90s. They had a couple hits. Um, but yeah, this song, when I, I remember when this first came out, I was like, oh, is this an Enigma song? And then like, Moby and like I said, Chemical Brothers were kind of my early introduction to EDM. And so this sort of seemed like the, a little bit of a better evolution of, of a band like Enigma. Nice. 
Yeah. Well, I, I, um, I kept it in the now this week, which is strange. Um, I often will have a throwback tune, but you brought the throwback this week, Samer. And so for my first pick, I went with a, um, it's not super new anymore, but this album has been on constant repeat since they dropped the whole album in February of this year. And I think they released this song as a single in August of last year. So the single's been out for a little over a year, um, but it's a song called New Gold by Gorillaz featuring Tame Impala and Booty Brown. Um, I love Gorillaz and I love Tame Impala. So this song I knew like when I, before I even listened to it, I'm like, oh, this is going to be a slam dunk. You know, this is like the collaboration I always knew I needed. Yes. Um, and this whole album is so good. Like if you've not listened to the Cracker Island album, a thousand times, please go do it. It's there are so many amazing collabs on this album with Beck and Bad Bunny, um, Thundercat, who I also love, Stevie Nicks. There's a collab with Stevie Nicks. How can you like get better than Gorillas and Stevie Nicks? Um, and then like we talk about this some, um, like I was thinking about another like super awesome you reference, maybe, but like you know those like word scrambles that people will send out and they're like, the first four words you see are your mantra for the week or whatever, uh-huh. you know. And so when I listened to this song, the lyric that I heard or the the one thing that I understood super clearly um was we all play our part in the devil's cheer. And yeah. I was like, Ooh, I love that line. Like, I don't know why it resonated, but I think it's just like a reminder, like you were talking about, like we're kind of in control of that voice that motivates us or demotivates us. And so like, ah, maybe let's try and steer away from the devil's cheer when we can, you know, but what, yeah. what do you think of this song? Do you like gorillas? Do you, did you know? This yeah, song? no, I love it. And, you know, um, I talked about the Bad Bunny collaboration recently on on a super awesome mix episode, oh. and um, a great, great you know collab there. And and in doing some research on that one, it again re- reinforced this idea that they've said, which is like Gorillaz is almost like a really great backdrop for working with anyone. And I think that that's what's so interesting about them is that like their sound can just plug in with anyone else's sound. And so um, I've heard the one with the Beck too, and I absolutely love that one. But um, yeah, it's just so cool. Like, I think that they do a really good job of being able to kind of absorb the other artists into their track. And so you're right, like Tame Impala and Gorillaz makes all the sense in the world because Tame Impala has such a cool, unique kind of like hypnotic sound and Gorillaz can play on that like really, really well. So I enjoyed this track a lot and I loved it. And and that line also stood out to me funny enough. I don't know what, if that says anything about us, but right. um, <laughs> that one really did stand out. Yeah, I love I I just I've always thought they were so strong. And I was a fan of Blur too before, you know, which was kind of a, the real life person iteration before Gorillas and the animation kind of came to life. Um but I just think that Gorillas like uh, I don't want to say blow blur out of the water, but like gorillas <laughs> is just, I think such a genius invention and the way, you know, they're visual artists as well as musical artists. You know, I, I think that they're such a cool, um, they're just a cool band and they're always super strong lyrically, you know, all the way back to like Clint Eastwood from 2001, yes. you know, and dirty Harry, which was another fave of oh, mine that features so Booty good. Brown. So good. So yeah, like take, if you haven't taken a deep dive into cracker Island. And you must. And if you're not already a super duper Gorillaz fan, like go back and check out some of those early albums. Um, Demon Days. Oh, good. Um, so, yeah. So I, I, I could I could do many, many episodes about only Gorillaz. <laughs> That's awesome. I'd be here but for I'm- that. 
Right? I feel like um, maybe that'll be our next uh, battle mix. Maybe we'll try and uh, figure out the best gorillas collab. <laughs> that sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then as I transitioned into my second song, um, I, I, I wound it down a little bit um, to close out the playlist this week um, with a song called Light by Michael Kiwanuka. So this is not to be confused with Light On, which was my second pick from last week by Maggie Rogers. I'm, I really must be looking for some light, Samer. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> I love when it's that been, happens. It's been a theme for me, steering away from the devil's cheer and looking for the light. So, <laughs> But I, you know, I, this is another artist that I have just like, the more I hear from him, the more I love him. And I discovered him um, in an episode of This Is Us, actually. I know he kind of rose to prominence um, because he did the theme song called Cold Little Heart, which was in, uh, which was featured as the theme song to Big Little Lies, um, which was a great show. But I heard him in an episode of This Is Us a couple years before um, he did the Big Little Lies song. And I just immediately was intrigued by him because I couldn't tell if he was an older artist that they had pulled, you know, like a Nick Drake, you know, that was really mm -hmm. kind of under the radar, but, uh, but artists or singer songwriters loved him, or if he was a new artist, a contemporary musician. So I was really Really happy to find out that he is fully a contemporary musician. He just has this really unique, cool sound. And I love his sound. I love his voice. I love his lyrics. Um, I just think he's such a cool artist. Is this, what did you think of this song? Yeah, I didn't know. Um, I've watched This Is Us. I love it. And I didn't place it as being in, in an episode, but it makes total sense that it would be in that show, um, just based off of like the vibe and, and the sound of it all. Uh, I loved it. I actually was reminded a little bit of Zero Seven, like some of yeah. their songs, like a little kind of loungy, cool, like atmospheric vibe to it, but not totally, you know, not 100% that, but just like a touch of that. Um, so I loved this song. I had not heard it and just like got really excited to listen to it. And I just felt kind of a little bit more zen listening to it. Just it put me in like a happy place. So the the title light is appropriate. I might need to play it right after this recording for the rest of the day and just kind of <laughs> live in that world. <laughs> right. I think we, we could we could all use some light in our lives for sure. We, we could. And he has like there's a great lyric in there too where it says, "You're light to me, my only sun. You'll always shine for me." And I really I think that's so pretty. I think it's so simple. It's almost like a modern day like happier take on you are my sunshine, you know, that old, yes. the old yeah. classic, uh -huh. like, um, and I feel like that's something you can also like say to yourself, it doesn't have to be about another person. When I had Samantha Bove on the show, we were talking a lot about, you know, different kinds of love, familial love and romantic love and self-love. And I think turning some of these songs that I always uh, associated as being like romantic love songs and kind of saying like, oh, well, what about, you know, turning this on to myself or making this like yeah. a song about self-love um, has been for whatever reason, strangely powerful for me. Well, not whatever reason, you know, the reason Samer, because you host a whole <laughs> podcast about it, but like you're, you know, you're, like your your body your actions everything sort of follows your mind and if you can get your head in a space where you're lifting yourself up you feel uplifted right it Absolutely. sounds basic yet it's so yeah. hard to do <laughs> so difficult yeah oh my gosh I will like literally finish recording an episode telling people about how they should like cheer themselves on and not be a critic and then be like that was a terrible episode I'm the worst you know <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> just like yeah. wait a minute <laughs> 
Well, it's the same thing, you know, like when I'm talking about the show and I'm like, well, you know, I, I host this podcast and well, actually there's two that I'm hosting currently and there's four on our network, you know, right as I'm saying, well, it's just this little thing that I do. And then I'm like, right. well, wait a minute. Like, <laughs> it's not I this know. little thing that I do. It's this really amazing thing that makes me so happy and the people that I work with so happy. Like, it's totally. so funny the way we do that to ourselves. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We are our own worst enemies. I really like the idea of kind of playing love songs, but making them about like self-love. I'm going to yeah. try that out. I like try that a lot. it. Try it and see see if it works the same way for you because it really has been um it's been a cool thing to to just like turn that on myself and we were I think when we were talking about it last week we were talking about it in the context of the Stevie Wonder song I just called to say I love you mm-hmm. um, and like leaving ourselves even little voicemails you know where it's like hey Jen I just called to say that I love you and I mean it from the bottom of my heart you know I love like, that so like, much that's so that's good great. right yeah that that makes me really happy I like that. So that is our good. That is our that is I, I think a perfect little uh, ending for this episode where we uh, where we again took the assignment very literally and just shared what we actually have on repeat this week. So thank you so much, Samer, for joining me. It's been a minute since I've had you on the show, so I'm super glad to have you back on. Yeah, thanks and- for having me. Of course. And listeners, if you haven't already, please be sure to check out Samer's solo podcast, Super Awesome You. It's a quick 10-minute listen and is designed to help you harness your motivation and achieve your goals. And of course, you can also always hear Samer co-hosting the Super Awesome Mix podcast, and you can find both shows wherever you stream. As always, please be sure to download and share this episode. If you love listening, you can also drop us a review on Apple or Spotify. And last but not least, to stay informed on all things Super Awesome Mix, Super Awesome You, what are you listening to, and the battle, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Super Awesome Mix. Thanks for listening, and please join me again next week to find your new favorite songs.